0: Thank you, Vanessa. Welcome back to the program. We're doing the SEN Afternoon Show. Coming to you live from... You're not the Collington Col- uh. Yes, he is. He is. We've got the thumbs up. There we go. Oh, EJ's mate. EJ, your mate's just turned up. So, uh, no doubt... No, I don't think we'll have a chat to him on air. But anyway, Unlock Adventures at Jaco Sydney Expo, November 17 to 19. We're in the area out at St Mary's. It's part of the Penrith Panthers Junior Rugby League. So, we thought we'd like to check in with Matt Cameron, the Panthers Rugby League CEO, a uh, club I would argue that it's been the most successful uh, sporting franchise in Australia over the last four years and Matt's joining us here at Good G'day Matty. How are you mate, thanks y- for having us. Uh, a- absolute pleasure, thanks for coming out. The, I guess the, the first question, the most important question, are you a caravaner?
1: Uh, no, my dad was, my mum and dad were, bringing back some memories actually, just sitting here having a look around, I'd poke my head in a few on the way up, so a lot of people inside, uh, looks like they're Doing some good sales today, which is great to see.
0: So you went on caravan holidays back in the day when you were a kid?
1: No, I went with I went caravaning with my nan and pop. Right. But then my mum and dad had a caravan and right. I was probably a little bit... I had my own
0: car then. It was probably not okay. as
1: cool to go <laughs> caravaning with mum and dad. So.
0: I'd imagine mum and dad's caravan didn't look like these caravans, the no, caravans of today.
1: No, but my dad was a bit of a tinkerer, so it had... You know, there was a solution to everything. There was ways to park it, ways to... Yeah, there was a million bits and bobs that went with it. So, but uh, nothing nothing like these beautiful ones we're looking at today.
0: So. Very good. Uh, a solution to everything. That feels like it's been the Penrith Panthers story over the course of the last few years. But obviously, there's a lot of build-up to that, Matt. Um, tell us about the evolution of Penrith. As I say, you, you guys are arguably... And, and it's a very strong argument, the most successful sporting franchise in Australia over the last four years.
1: Yeah, no, we're really proud of it. Um, it's taken a lot of people uh, a lot of effort to get yep. there. It's not, you know, obviously the, the boys play on grand final day. There's a lot of focus on that. But, you know, behind the scenes, we're a big business. Uh, yeah. It's taken a lot of people, a lot of hard work, time, effort, um, solid finances from a, from a, um, a really productive uh, leagues club. Yep. Very supportive of rugby league that look at it as an investment in the game. Um, So, yeah, we're very fortunate to be in the position we're in at the moment.
0: What are the natural advantages that the Penrith Panthers had? You might have enunciated a couple of them there. The juniors is obviously one, but I I think the point that you made there around development of the game as opposed to, you know, buying players, occasionally you buy players, but it's the the guys that have been in the system from the under-16s and the uh, under-18s. That must be one of the most satisfying parts. Oh, it it. is.
1: And I suppose my history in the game is coaching at lower grades, yep. and then when I came to Penrith, it was, you know, very much in that development space, um, and I look at the programs that we probably put in place in 212, 213, 214, you know, and really, you know, i li- use Lindsay Smith as the example, when, yeah. when I came to Penrith 213, we had a Jets program, Junior Elite Training Scheme, uh, Lindsay was 14 in that program, right. and I look back at that, and I think, you know, you know, traditionally front rowers are late bloomers in our game, yep, um, and he's really... Yeah, you know, everyone says he's burst onto the sink. Well, he hasn't. He's been he's been yeah. that kid in our system forever. He's just had his opportunity this year and made the most of it. So yeah, the development part of what we do it, it is rewarding. Um, and you know, from a NRL club point of view, it's actually it's a we feel it's a very good economic model to run because yep. you know we can control most of the aspects that sort of funnel into the first grade program.
0: Uh, one of the other parts of it. So we talk about the great Penrith nursery, and and St Mary's is a big part of that where we are today, but also the regional areas. You've got in there, and you've got some really great, you know, Matty Burton is Dubbo, Isaiah Yeo is Dubbo, Liam Martin from Tamora. That feels like that's been a focus as well, Matty.
1: Yeah, we're, we're, and you touched on it, we're really fortunate. You know, we've got uh, a big Junior League district, 24 clubs. St Mary's is just around the corner from where we're sitting today. Yep. Um, You know, circa 8,500 participants in our Junior League. Uh, But one of the things that we did decide, we made a conscious effort to do probably six years ago now and I tell the story we've got a club in the main street of Bathurst yes. Um, and we ran some, when I came to the club we ran some development programs out there and we asked we asked the group 10 people to put together their best 13, 14, 15, 16s we said bring 40 kids in each age group and we're going to come down, we're going to train them, we're going to do this we're going to do that and, and uh, we ran the sessions out there and we got, the, got them all together in front of the Bathurst Panthers scoreboard at Carrington, yeah. Arf, Carrington Park and we took a photo and we came back and i gave the photo to one of the digital girls and she blew it up and in 160 kids that were there in those two photos of 80 there was not one penrith jersey not one hat wow. not one t-shirt not yeah. one there were eels jerseys soccer jerseys yep. manly jerseys storm jerseys and we've got a club in the main street so i came back to the board and i said look i think we've we've got a real opportunity here and if you were to go if you were to go to, um, you know, we, we take a game to Bathurst every year now and if you were to walk down the main street, you know, the morning of that game this year, although it was raining, um, the streets would be littered with, yeah. uh, you know, Penrith fans and paraphernalia and shop windows and those sorts of things. So so we, we've, we have made a conscious effort to get into that Western Corridor.
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, I think that's that's what other clubs are looking at too and I know the Bulldogs are now doing stuff on the North Coast and they're, they're doing stuff out of Toowoomba as well. They look at that model that that you guys pioneered in many ways and, and are following it as well. The success that has come, the three straight premierships, which is almost unprecedented. You know, Parramatta did it, but this is well before a salary cap and well before the NRL era. What's the key ingredient? Is there any one? Or what, what in your mind? Yes, there is. Alignment. Alignment. Yeah. Okay, the coach explain and I, that. Well, the coach and I talk about it all the time. Um,
1: you know, to give you an idea of how our system works, I suppose, is, uh, you know, we would sit down frequently with the coach and he would like, we would look at what we're looking for in a first grade player, um, not only you know, like on the field, off the field, those type of things. Um, and we, we use the example sometimes with our lower grade coaches. Um, you know, Ivan's teaching them quadratic equations. So if you're coaching the Harold Matthews, we just need you to teach their times tables. You know, yeah. don't get, don't get yeah. too carried away. Yep. Um, but in a first grader, we're looking for these 10 things, then we need you to start to work on these here. Yep. So as they tradition through the gr- transition through the grades like the next coach can add the next layer and the next coach can add the next layer um, and that's not that's not only the football part of it that's the cultural part of it that's yep. the you know the strength conditioning part of it all those things um, so we feel like when young players you know let's say harold matthews 17 year old um, boys or 17 year old girls playing in the lisa cup now we feel that when they come into our system uh, our coaching is completely aligned to the outcome that we're trying to produce at the first grade level, yeah.
0: and, and they're on a journey to get there. You probably are the wrong person to ask, but I'll ask it anyway. Uh, now he's won three premierships. He's made five grand finals. Ivan Cleary. You know, we talk about the upper echelon of, of coaches, and you know Bellamy and Bennett sit there, and then there's Robinson, and then people want to put a Do you think Ivan's been overlooked from that point of view? Uh,
1: yeah, it's probably it's probably a. A fair comment to make. Uh, clearly, it's not the case now. No. Um, and I've worked, you know, in my history in rugby league, I've worked with some tremendous coaches. Um, you know, I worked for a long time for Brian Smith. Yep. Um, you know, Peter Sharp, Rod Reddy, some really influential figures in the game. Um, and he's he's yeah he's the real deal. He's he's a great guy, very balanced. Um, you know, we enjoy our wins. Uh, we've had a few of them, obviously, in the last four <laughs> years. But it always makes it a bit easier. <laughs> But uh, yeah, like he, he's a very measured, very calm coach. Yeah. Um, you know, I reckon in the 10, 10, 9 years that I've worked with him, you know, rarely do I see him. Th- you know, the blow up yep. type of thing. You know, he gets disappointed, he gets frustrated, like we all do. But uh, he's a great m- manager of men. Um, he's great with his staff. Uh, the way that he interacts with the, the commercial staff and the whole of the business. Yep. You know, which and. You know, and that's what it is. Like it's a forty million dollar business. You can't just it's not a footy team that you can no. just run around with on the weekend. So yeah, now he, he's he's a great guy, and you're right. He has been overlooked for a long period of time, and I think he's uh, the last four years have really explained to people where he's at in his no. professional journey.
0: Uh, we had the great privilege of having Mal Meninga as our special guest every Thursday. I had an hour with Mal and and you know we all have our uh, opinions of Mal and then mine at the end of that that year was that Mal's special source is to make people believe in themselves, to give them the belief, um, and, and if it's not there, then he instils it in them. What's Ivan Cleary's special source? Um,
1: I think he's very good, and I, and obviously my role's changed a little bit in the business. I'm yep. not with the program on a day-to-day basis. Like I said to someone, it's probably two years since I've been in a video session. But, right. But I think one of his strengths is his ability to empower the people around him to help him do his job, yep. if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, We've got a great uh like our assistant coaches our our strength coaches our physio like all those people you know and when you talk about a footy program you're talking you know 20 full time staff yep. in and around a, a full time program um so i think his imbili- his ability to um you know clearly articulate what he's looking for uh and then actually empower those around him to to help him you know be be better and and bring the team to the position that you know we want him to get to so
0: That'd, that'd be my thing. I, I really noticed that in his coaching. We were broadcasting out of a corporate box. Next to us were the Brisbane Broncos directors and the CEO, Dave Donaghy. Yes. At 24-8, they were up. There, there was a fair bit of up, fist pumping. And, and at one point, I leant over and said, go and get Dave Donaghy because I want to interview the CEO of the premiership winning team. And then it changed dramatically. <laughs> what was your thoughts at twenty four eight? Well, we were
1: a few boxes further down. Right. Uh, we were just like where they were. There's a couple of boxes, the NRL's box, yes. and then we were in the next one. So, uh, yeah, torture. Um, I was actually in uh, cancellation mode. I was making lists of right. Okay, right. we've got to cancel that. We've got to ring that bloody. We're not doing that tomorrow. Oh wow. So it was. I was in heavy like. Okay, what are the fifteen things that? Yep. We've actually got to do it full time now because we had a. You know, we really didn't have a We we like to say we've got two plan A's, like we don't like plan B's. Yes. Um, But I was very much in that mode. And then obviously, you know, um, Moses scores the first one and Critter scores the second one. And then where we were sitting was actually uh, diagonally in line with where the gap opened up where Nathan scored the the third one. You saw it. Yes, that was like, yeah, it was almost like the parting of the season. Like everyone in the box just went and pointed like that. (laughs) Look what's about to happen. And then he scores, so yeah, it was it was phenomenal. It was really good.
0: Uh, so exciting on a number of levels. Obviously, Ezra Mamm had his name on the Clive Churchill Medal, and then he yep. didn't. Yep. Have you ever seen anything? Oh, and and there was a lot of support cast. You mentioned Moses Lyoto. I think Jack Cogger was so vital with what the the role that he played, and he came on. But that's Nathan's finest hour, and then there's plenty more hours to come. Yeah, I think
1: uh, for those people that you know saw the press conference after the game, like one of the journalists said to him, like, you know, is that your best? is that your best 20 minutes in football? And he said, oh, I don't know, but the 20 minutes before that was my (laughs) worst 20 minutes in football. So, um, yeah, he's an exceptional talent. And, and I I suppose too, it's the reflection of, you know, like when the crunch comes, the, you know, the big plays, you know, and that's hours and hours and hours and hours of repeated practice in those situations. And the team responding to being under pressure, you know, that, that group of players like they're so resilient, like they're never down, they're never out, they're never beaten. Um, and it, yeah, like a couple of people have come to me and sort of said, um, "Oh, we knew they'd get them in the end," sort of thing. And you go, "Well, that's <laughs> courageous with 17 minutes to go." But yeah, but yeah, they're, they're, yeah you, you can't fault them. You can't fault what they do.
0: With winning comes losing. You lose players. Yep. You, you bring them through, like you say, from the 16s to the 18s. They know the system that you've talked about, and then they're out of there. And again, it's going to happen with Stephen Crichton and Spencer Leno. How does that? How does that part of it make you feel, Matt? Oh. Uh,
1: you get disappointed for a day, yeah. and then you you know you wake up to yourself and the the last uh, thirteen of the last eighteen players that leave our club got on to sign the biggest contracts they've ever signed. Right. So you know the coach and I take some solace in that that yep. we've been part of. You know Jack Cogger, great example. Yeah. Um, you know his manager rings me. He's in Turkey this time last year. Uh, his manager rings. We have a chat. We, we, Ivan and I do a Zoom with. With Jack and his, his girlfriend were travelling, so they're in Turkey at some yeah. godly hour. and you know, Yeah. We do the Zoom, and he comes in, and you know, he's exactly what you saw on Grand Final night. He's a tremendous mm-hmm. young man. Jumps into the system, you know, plays his role, starts in reserve grade, gets an opportunity, goes backwards and forwards, and on the biggest day of the year, you know, gets an opportunity, and and then off the back of that, or in the middle of that, you know, we find out he signs a three-year deal at, at the Knights. And you, as I said, you sort of you get disappointed for a day, and then yeah. you go, well. You know, he's a Newcastle junior.
0: He's going to set himself up for life after football with that contract. So, I think there's only one club that have won four on the trot. Uh, that was the Dragons. Uh, four on the trot, Matt? Uh,
1: well, you never say never. And yeah. you can only have that conversation after winning three. Yes. So I think yes. that's like when you t- we we talk... Someone tried to drag me into a conversation about dynasty the other day. And I yes. said, that's not a word that we use in our building. Like, we've never yeah. used that word. Um, but the reality is... to to be in a situation to have a crack at a fourth one. Well, yeah, you had to have won three along the way. So, yeah. we're, And we're really proud of that. But um, we've only got, uh, of that team,
0: uh, 15 of the 17 returning. Yeah. So. Matt, great to spend some time with you. Thank you for joining no us out here at Jaco, and all the best for 2024. Thank you very much. Matt Cameron there, Panthers Rugby League CEO.